<clears throat> and this this message, I'm taking a little turn here. Uh, Matthew 18. I just feel like I need to share this with someone today. We've been in a series entitled Frequently Asked Questions About God. And uh, Matthew chapter 18, if you stand, if you can stand, stand for the reading of God's word. Matthew chapter 18, verse 17, verse 7. <clears throat> One verse. Actually, I'll read. It says, woe to the world because of what? It's stumbling blocks. For it is inevitable that stumbling blocks come. But woe to the man through whom the stumbling block comes. I'm going to keep reading. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it from you. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than to have two hands and two feet and be cast into eternal fire. If your eyes cause you to stumble about, than to have two eyes and be cast into fiery hell. I want to ask this question this morning. Why do I keep stumbling? That's the title. Why do I keep stumbling. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask your blessings now. People, forgive us all of our, we might be able to receive a word from you. God, I pray now that you'd use me now. Stand in my body, think with my mind, speak with my voice. Cancel the schemes and the plans of the enemy and touch now your word to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. You may be seated. In the presence of God. Thank you, ushers. Why do I keep stumbling? <laughs> I don't know about you, but oftentimes I've thought about this in my own life. How many times I've stumbled. Uh, the scripture declares that it's inevitable that we will stumble. It's not if you're going to stumble. It's when you're going to stumble. Then not only is it when you're going to stumble, but the, then the question becomes, why do I keep stumbling? If I know the Lord, if I've accepted his son as my savior and I've been saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, why do I keep stumbling? Uh, you will realize in this journey that stumbling has a purpose. But then you'll realize that sometimes we keep stumbling because we don't know any better. 
We keep repeating the same cycles over. Come on. And over. Anybody been there? And over and over again. Only to find ourselves right back where we started. Stumbling is a way of life for some of us. Some of us stumble till we get there. And then we realize that we just stumbled into the situation. Only to find our back to the beginning. How many of you have had repeated start overs in your life? Time where you just keep having to start over and over and over and over again. Last week I told you in the book of Isaiah, he says, even vigorous young men will stumble. He says, stumble what? Badly. But he says, they that wait upon the Lord will regain what? He will give what? New strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They're going to run and not get weary. Amen. If you wait on the Lord. That word for stumble in the Hebrew is kasal. The verb means to stagger. Uh, the word means to become weak. What the writer was saying to the, to the children of Israel is that, listen, you have to be careful in this journey that you're not staggering over stuff. You're not, you're not being hindered by certain stuff. But in your youthfulness, that you make the wrong choices. But here in the New Testament, the word for stumble, and that's a very interesting word. And the word in the Greek is skalizo. It is where we get our English word, scandalizo, is where we get our English word, scandal. I'm going to say it one more time. The Greek word for stumble is a scandal. I'm trying to help you. You see, the word means to cause someone to fall into a trap or to become a stumbling block to somebody else. It is to offend someone. It is to vex someone. It is to scandalize someone. It is in its nature, the word, it is causative. And what I'm trying to say to you today is that you got to be careful of the enemy's scandals that he's trying to set up in your life. The Bible says that it will come. Anybody just been through a scandal lately? <laughs> Anybody been through something? Amen. And I'm, I'm talking about you've been through something. Amen. And the enemy keeps trying to cause you to what? To, to what? To stumble. Now we can blame a lot of people for our stumbling. And I'm going to give you that today. But in this passage today, we find that Jesus begins talking in chapter 18. This whole chapter is an interesting chapter that Jesus is talking to his disciples. And, and, and if you look at verse 1, he says, And at this time the disciples came to Jesus and said, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of God? They were jockeying for position. 
They wanted to know who would be the greatest. And what Jesus did, he called the child and he said, you see this child right here? He says, unless you are, and I'm dealing with this on Tuesday night, because remember, we got a lot of saved people, but they're not converted. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You see, a converted person doesn't straggle between two worlds. It's either they're in and they're in. They're not out. They're not living life on two sides of the coin. Are you with me? But watch this. Jesus said, listen, unless you are converted and you become like them, you will enter. So this Jesus is illustrating, you have what you can't work for. You can't have something that, that I can't give you. He says, but your attitude towards the kingdom has to be one like a child. Amen. He says, listen, you got to have humility you and I must possess the ability to humble ourselves. You see, that's what I believe is the problem with most of us. Amen. As we struggle with pride, pride will stop praying. Pride will stop you from saying, you know what, I lost. Pride will stop you from saying, I need some help. Pride will stop you. Amen. And you and I will fall into the scandal that the enemy is trying to put us in. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Let me tell you something. If you survive a scandal, oh, I wish I had somebody. And a lot of us, we've been surviving scandals all our lives. Amen. But the enemy will come, and what he wants to do, he wants to destroy your testimony. He wants to take you out so that, watch this, to prove something, that this is not real. Jesus is talking to his disciples. Can you imagine that they had the audacity to say to him, who's going to be the greatest? Tells you where their mind was, right? But if you look at this, if you look at the text, he says, woe, he says, woe to the world. So the question is, why do I keep stumbling? Can I ask you a question? If you got an answer to the why, would you do it? Would you change? See, a lot of times we blame people for our stumbling. We blame our past. We blame our circumstance. We blame, we blame what mama did. What they didn't do. But, but Jesus then turns, verse 6, he says, but whosoever causes one of these little ones of mine, little ones who believe in me, to what? To stumble. It would be better for him to have a heavy what? Millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned into the depth of the sea. What is he saying? He's saying your witness is important. He's saying I got to live my life in front of you. That's what the problem is with church today. We talk a good talk, but we're not living a good life in front of people to say, listen, this is what it looks like. See, we say amen on Sunday, but from the time we get in the car, we're saying something else. Y'all with me? Jesus said, listen, don't you cause the little one's minds to stumble because of the way you live. And then he moves into verse 7. He says, woe to the who? To the who? To the world. Let me tell you what the woe is. The woe is an interjection of grief, indignation, 
joined with, man, it's bad for you. He says, why do I keep stumbling? Write this down. The world. The world and the love of the world will cause you and I to stumble. That's why we've been stumbling. Oh, I thought you. <laughs> Here's an example. The public education system. It trains our children, watch this now, to turn from God. The school system. Most kids, when they go to college, they lose their faith. Everything in the world is designed for us to stumble. Jesus says, woe to the world. The world teaches our children to walk away from its creator teaching them about evolution and all these other things. But watch this. The world is full of traps that if we're not careful, we'll fall into it. First John says, do not love the world. No, the things what? In the, of the world. For all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. I see it. I get it. I boast about it. And here's the thing. We've been blaming people. We've been blaming a lot of different things. But the world is what's causing us to stumble. And if you're more attracted to the world... Well, I want to be a Christian and have fun. You can do that. You can enjoy this Christian life. You can have the joy of the Lord. You can do all of that, but don't fall in love with the world, y'all. The world will cause us trials. The world will deceive you. The world will drain you. But here's the thing. The world will also draft you. And the world will cause us to stumble. That's why Jesus said, woe to the world. Watch this now. He says, because of its what? Ah. So the world has a stumbling blocks, right? What did I say it is? A scandal. The world has, listen, the world has a scandal set up for us. And, and do you not know that Satan is always plotting? What can we, what does it profit the man to gain the what? And what? So you made it on Forbes' list of being the richest person in America, in the world. But you gave up. Oh, come on, help me somebody. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Pass, ain't nothing wrong with money. Ain't right. No, ain't nothing wrong with that. But what did you give up to get it? Because here's the thing, when you have favor, God will give you money. And not only will he give you money, but you will enjoy what he gives you. Come on and say amen. I was listening to uh, my boy, and I had to stop. I said, there's a demon in that song. <laughs> what, what's the name of Bruno Mars. Yeah, I was listening to Bruno Mars. I said, man, I, got it. I, I just heard it. And then I didn't hear it again. And then all of a sudden, I start hearing Bruno Mars in my mind. I'm saying, hold on a minute. I, I hadn't heard that in a couple of days now. Hold on, man. There's something in the world. And there's a spirit in the music. Come on, somebody. There's a spirit out there in the world that will draw you in. Listen, our kids know more 
cuss words and more stuff in the world. Listen, but ask him to find Deuteronomy. Ask them to find a scripture that they are standing on. Do you not know the Hebrew child, by the time they were 11, they, they had the whole Bible, the whole five books memorized. Come on, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Y'all with me? Don't, 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 don't let me lose you now. Huh? The world. What's causing me to stumble? The world. Pay attention to your life. Are you worldly? Are you a worldly Christian? Uh-oh. Here's the next thing he says. He says, for it's inevitable that what? That stumbling blocks come. Scandalizo. Scandalizo in the Greek. And that word scandal. It's inevitable that they come. So here's the thing. You ready? I only got four points. I'm going home. Watch this. The world. The next thing is the devil. He's alive. He's real. He ain't got no pitchfork and no horns. Nope. And he does not. He comes tall, dark, and handsome. Uh-oh. He comes 36. I mean, he, co he comes. 36, 24. What is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he comes in your flavor. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. He comes in your size. He comes just the way you like it. And you ever notice when you yoked up with him, how you left the Lord? You ever notice that when you got involved with that situation, with that thing, whatever it was, the devil? Watch this. How it caused you to stumble. How you fell into a scandal. And your name was all over the place. Come on, somebody. The problem for some, we either get blindsided or we forget that the devil is real. He says, watch this. He said, where do you get the devil out there? He says it's inevitable. The inevitability of a stumbling block means that there is something around more powerful than you that's bringing it to you. How many, how many regret a few things? Amen. You wish you would have never yoked up, shacked up, Oh, I wish I had a few people who could really shout this morning. Pastor, yes, 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 I understand what you're saying. I, listen, listen, and the reason why I brought the devil into the equation, because we blame the devil for everything. We, we spiritual people, you know, the devil, the devil, the devil. Okay, we're going to give him his peace, but the world too. Keep reading. He says, it's inevitable that stumbling blocks come. But look what he says next. He says, but woe to that man whom the stumbling block what? Write this down now. You ready? So we got the world, the devil. Write this one down. The people who the devil uses as stumbling blocks. Can you imagine you and I could have been further along in our Christian journey, but we allow one person, one situation, one circumstance to cause us to quit, to give up, to, to watch this, to, to fall by the wayside. Listen, you, you should be further along.
But what we got to understand is that the enemy has people that he uses. The devil will use what you like, what you lust for, what you long for, what you think is innocent may be the very thing that he's using. You got to test the spirit by the spirit. Why am I stumbling? And listen, they're going to come quoting scripture now. Oh, man, they cold blooded today. Listen, listen, what did Satan do when he tempted Jesus? Man, he quoted scripture like a big dog, right? Watch this now. Watch it. Watch this now. Watch this. But what he was doing, he was misquoting scripture. I'm talking to my young people. Don't you get fooled by people that show up as what? Sheep in wolf's clothing. You got to test the spirit. I don't know why the Holy Spirit is telling me. You got to test the spirit by the spirit. And what does that really mean, pastor? That means you got to pay attention to what's being said. Don't accept everything just because they say God at the end of it that you say, oh, okay, that's what it is. You got to watch out for the people that the devil uses as stumbling blocks. Do you not know that Satan has pawns and he puts them on the board of your life? They are just a sacrificial lamb. You understand what I'm saying? And watch what he does. He sets you up for a scandal so that you keep on stumbling over and how many are tired of doing it over and over and over and over again? Don't you recognize the same people each time? Satan doesn't change his strategy. He just changes the person. I'm going to say it one more time. He doesn't change his strategy. He changes what? The person. Oh, that's my best friend. You don't know nothing about that person. I'm talking about y'all best friend. Y'all just met last week. Oh, we, we road dogs. We, 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 we ride or die. No, y'all smoking weed together and y'all getting high and y'all smoking and drinking and all that kind of stuff. So that's why that's your road dog. But if you take that out of the equation, then what, what do you have? If you're both sober. Come on, say amen. Come on now. You, you do what you do. But if you're both sober, what will you have? No conversation. No compatibility, nothing to say to each other. Why? Because this person was sent there by the devil as a stumbling block in your life. And I'm not just talking about weed and drinking. I ain't just talking about that. I'm talking about just anything. Bad attitude, whatever. Smooth tongue, a silver tongue got you doing this and doing that. And you're like, hold on a minute. Why am I always going to the store and you ain't never putting no gas in my car? Come on now. Come on, man. And you think, oh, yeah, that's my boy. That's my girl. Man, come on now. Pay attention. The world, the devil, and the people who the devil uses. But watch this now. You ready? My last point, I'm going to sit down. You sure you ready? You got a pen? You write this down. We're going to the verse 8. And the ifs. Take your finger like this. Do this for me. Point in this direction. Why do I keep stumbling? Me. 
Say me. And here's my point. You practicing sin. Oh, did that say sin? They don't say sin in the pulpit today no more. You practicing sin. We're going to sin every day, but it's the practice that gets us. He says, he causes you to what? Did it say stumble? You blaming everybody for the scandal, but you put yourself there. He said, cut it out, man. Cut it out. Not literally. But let me ask you a question. Do you have the power to cut it out? Can you quit? Can you quit? I bet you you can't go a month without it. Your hand. You say, well, marijuana is legal. Here we go for all you herbalists. If it alters your mind, <laughs> if it puts you in another, sp oh, it just calms me down. Why can't you go to the word and have the peace of God? If you got to get drunk, if your hand is causing you to sin, here's the thing. If your phone causes you to sin, cut it off. A lot of these young boys watch so much porn on that phone. You don't even, you don't even, you don't even, parents, you don't even know. All they put is sex. And it's on. That's why they need glasses at a young age. Hand callous. Y'all know we're going to talk up in here. We're going to talk good stuff in. We're going to talk. We're going to talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's for real. We ain't talking about it. But parents, you better check them phones. Check the history. Learn how to check the history. Because the hand will cause you to sin and the eyes will cause you to sin too. Look what he says. He says, if your eye, why would your eyes cause you to stumble? Because you keep looking at stuff. You, you know, you just keep your eye. You, and look, the eye is the gateway. You keep looking at violence. Listen, video games. Shooting and killing and killing and killing and killing and killing. Come on, y'all. And blood splatting it everywhere. Do you think, oh, yeah, so you got your little son, three, I mean, ten years old, just five, nine years old, just watching all that stuff. What do you think he's going to do? What do you think he's going to do? He's already immune to what? Violence. He may not act it out, but he's playing it out in his mind. So here's the thing. Here's what causes us to, here's what causes us to stumble. You practicing sin. Watch your hands, your foot, and your eyes. The members of our body is a real problem today. I keep blaming everybody. I keep talking about everybody. This person did this to me. That person did this to me. But it's me. It's me. Me. I went to that place. I exposed myself to it. 
Are you with me? And I want to say to somebody here as I sit, go to my seat, I, I want to say you keep stumbling because you won't take responsibility for what you have done. It wasn't boo-boo and them. It wasn't that person. It was you. And here's the thing. You can be further along, but here's what the real problem is. The real problem is the heart. The heart telling the body, do this. What the writer here is employing here, Jesus is saying you ought to take a radical action to keep from repeating and falling into sin. Go into action. Yeah, you got the world. Yeah, you got the devil. Yes, you got people that the devil uses. But then you got you. And you know what I found out about us? Some of us, we don't have self-control. And we have justified that what we're doing is right when it's wrong. One of the ways that people train dogs is through the use of temptation. The trainer will take a piece of red meat and throw it in front of the dog. The first time the dog sees the red meat, he'll probably go after it because that's in his what? Nature. The second time the trainer throws out a piece of meat, but then restrains the dog by telling the dog, and make the dog redirect his attention to the trainer before rewarding him with the meat. The trainer will continue to tempt the dog with the meat while retraining him and making him give his attention to the trainer while repeating the word stay. Eventually the dog will learn that if he focuses on the trainer or the master and gives his attention to him, he will be rewarded. The dog will learn, watch this, how to handle Watch this focus of the meat because it's no longer his focus. The devil knows that we're not focused on the master. So he continues to put temptation in front of us to keep us distracted from the master. If we would only learn to focus on the master, we will be able to handle the temptations that we often put before the master. And I'm talking to somebody here today. You got to stop blaming everything and everything. And you got to say, God, I'm going to focus on you. I'm going to take responsibility for my stumbling. The world, devil, people, and then me. Amen? Amen. 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 For the great things that he has done.